This episode of Fanbro Show is powered by Marvel's The Inhumans. Yo, you can catch it in IMAX theaters September 1st. And then September 29th, it'll be on ABC. So make sure you check out The Inhumans. The battle for their world starts on ours. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? You're listening to the Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. And as always, it's your boy DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, Soldier 70 Spliff, the anti-trife equation, brand new Ben, Hollywood Hameen, Dr. Whose Mans is this? The Beverly Trillbilly is here in the spaceship tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's right, folks. As always, like I said before, it's the voice of the urban geek, where we talk about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, I am joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the spaceship, Gin and Juice Urso, mm. Trill Quist, <laughs> Colleen Wingstop, Sean Jean Luke Picard, Ivan Yeo and Flex Luthor. All right, all right, all right. And it is a full spaceship tonight because returning part of the original three, you know, what, what's it, Trey Amigos? The Treacherous Trio. Treacherous Trio, okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, you heard his voice. I'm going to let him introduce himself for now, though. Chico Leo back in the spaceship, uh, a.k.a. Uh, LeBron Frames, a.k.a. Carmelo Apathy. Actually, goodbye, Melo. Aww. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I got to retire that. Well, I, I, I can keep it. No, you can still, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dwayne, Dwayne Shade. Uh, Luke Beige. Wholesome Afro moves. Cheeks. Yeah, oh, classic. That's a classic oh one, absolutely. Um... And yeah, yo, I'm 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 back in the spaceship on a steamy September night. A steamy September <laughs> night, in, yeah. It is. Steamy in September. Why does it? Why does it sound like Chico was about to intro like a crime noir novel? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a sultry, steamy September <laughs> night when Chico came back to the spaceship. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> That's like the weirdest crime noir novel. Oh yeah, there's it's no like steam in space. space. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually not oh, sultry man. either, but you know we're gonna right, let it yeah. go. As soon as you come back, you go foolishness. It's amazing. It's, it's right. fantastic. So yeah, well you know there's no there's no dearth of foolishness going on around in the world today. Mm, no, not at all. Oh, no, boy. and uh, you know before we get into all the geek stuff, we got to give a big shout out. You know, and blessings and everything to the people of Puerto Rico because it is mm-hmm. a insane situation down there right now. Uh, I want to shout out Lin Manuel Miranda, Fat Joe. You know, I've seen mad people, um, Pitbull. You know, everybody coming together to work at helping. You know, the Fan Bro Show will definitely be doing something. I mean, Chico JJ Leo. Barea from 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 the Dallas Mavericks actually took uh, Mark Cuban's plane and and flew in mm-hmm. like you know. 
a shit ton of supplies and then I think actually flew his family out. Nice. But still, right. that's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we've already actually put in a donation and we'll probably do some more as time goes on. But if you want to donate, you can donate to the HispanicFederation.org. They're designating 100% of the Hurricane Relief Fund to recovery efforts in Puerto Rico. Mm. And you can also donate through text message. You text message 41444. You type Unidos space the amount you want to give space your name and it'll go through so definitely big ups love and support to puerto rico and it's it's a tragedy what's happening down there and it's even more of a tragedy that our government is doing nothing it's been a week already and um you know time is is of the essence like so 1.5 million people don't have drinkable water and you know the human body can only go so long without what you know i mean and you know, it's going to take a long, long time. Like, Puerto Rico Comic Con is in, like, April or May, and I don't know if that's going to... I mean, I hope that it's going to be things... Everything will be cleared up. But they were saying it could be four to six months with no power. Mm. Yeah, it's really horrible. And and I feel like my heart breaks every video. You know the mayor of San, San Juan? Yeah, Carmen. Carmen, Carmen yeah. Crew, like, she, her heart is in a million pieces because she sees and she feels she sees what's happening our people are dying and she knows that there are people that are not we are not going to be able to get to in time because people aren't working as fast as they should be my people i mean i mean the federales they're not doing what they need to be doing so as the peoples we got to do what we can do to help uplift that uplift our fellow americans because right that's the other thing yeah People don't even realize half half of America doesn't realize Puerto Rico's been part of America and has been yeah. for like a hundred years now. Yeah, so words. So make sure you check out the organizations that Tatiana listed earlier because we need to do everything we can to help. You know, everyone out here who's listening, please do what you can to help. And in some other news talking about something that needs saving, the Save Underground movement is really kicking back up. John Legend wrote a letter, an open letter a plea basically mm-hmm. to save underground you really should check it out you know do what you can it's worked before whenever we put our voice together you know to let people know the people out there that we want these shows you know they've been brought back i mean family guy you know basically was done and you know things start <laughs> i mean you know now look where we're at you know, so we can. I you know, Hannibal like, got. I mean, Hannibal got saved. Yes, your uh, your, your cousin yeah. show there. Yes, man. yes. Bitch out to Brian. <laughs> yeah, bitch out to Brian Fuller. I mean, Hannibal got brought back, so we can def and Hannibal's definitely an expensive show. So although Underground is an expensive show, you know, it can be saved. Oprah. It's not that expensive for places like Netflix. It's not that expensive for places like Oh my God. Or places like Apple. Oh Lord. I mean. I'm not even concerned about the money. These companies have the money. It's about making sure that they jump up on us because this isn't some charity case. (laughs) And that's not like, like, oh, we're begging for it. Like, my my nigga, like underground average like a million viewers mm. on, on on almost every episode. So what are you saying right now? Did it get this, and it got some did it get Emmy nominations this year, the second year? I'm not sure if it got I don't recall it. But I mean it got I mean people wrote about it a lot more in the second yeah. year. It's a it was it was it still is a Oh no, it's great. Show, yeah, absolutely. A great show, well written, well paced, and it was more and they were right when I, when we all spoke to the cast at Comic Con two years in a row, 
they were right. It's more than a slave narrative. And this oh, is yeah. an important story that needs to continue to be told. So definitely use the hashtag Save Underground. Um, when they first got, when this first thing happened with their network, I was using the hashtag Pickup Underground and adding all of the networks. Do the same thing at Stars Channel, at AMC, at everybody. Let them know that this needs to happen. And we have to make a big groundswell movement for this to make it work. Mm -hmm. Like you said, at Apple, at Netflix, you know, at the people who really at have the money. Them. And, you know, yeah. because they will spend it. And this show is great. And like everyone out there who knows who listens to the show, I could give a damn about slave narratives. And to me, the only two that have ever been worth anything was Underground and Orlando Jones scene on American Gods. Beyond that, it's been like never. I could never cover any right. of them. And I was even the same way right. when we first met the cast underground. I was like, mm, whatever. Right. I don't even want to talk to y'all. Well, you know, that's why you guys got to listen to Fanboys. We keep it trill. Uh -huh. We have these interviews with these actors and directors and writers. We ask them the question. Mm. Where the, 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 the two main questions that no one is always afraid to ask that we ask. One, where the money at? Two, <laughs> Why is this worth my time? And we tell them straight up. And and thankfully, like this was one example where people were were honest and, and they told us what it was. And, and, and it was what it was. Mm -hmm. We were pleasantly surprised. And speaking <laughs> of pleasantly surprised. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yo, Star Trek Discovery, Tatiana. I'm so, yo, I'm all in. Okay, I would, I'm all I'm, in. Are you? Yay! I'm all in. From the intro to the music to the production to the acting, the first two episodes, I'm I'm completely sold. They're, they're uh, okay. I I had I had wow. I had my moments with the second episode towards the end of it, but I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh oh yo, that shit is lit. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've I've seen the stuff, but but can I just say this is the most excited and. Four and a half years that I've ever heard you be about anything related to Star Word Trek. up. Word up. Yo, I'm... I, 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 spoiler. I'm not, not a spoiler for, like, the plot, but I am so down with the Klingons. Like, I am... Oh, fuck yeah. the Federation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck them hoes. I'm all about the Klingons this season. Like, the Klingons are the true heroes. Oh, my God. In the second episode... The Federation pulls one of the grimiest moves I've ever seen. Because it's the Federation. But but what it is, Ben, is that you're finally from a, from in a Star Trek show, which never happens. You're finally seeing it from the perspective of the Klingons. You're finally seeing it from yes. the other side of perspective. You've always seen it from the Star the Starfleet's perspective. Yep. You've never seen it from the the people who are essentially being invaded. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it was on purpose is not neither here nor there they're the people who were being invaded where in this case star trek is is the europeans Ooh. coming to you got look look let's be clear let's be clear you, let's be clear and let's be honest i'm the trekkie of the group and let's be clear this is the even though that's not what their point is and that's never has been their purpose you saw everything that happened. I'm not going to give it away, but you saw everything that happened, man. Yes. So wait, can I say something? Because I didn't yes. see everything that happened. And here's what happened to me. So I recorded the show. First of all, who starts the show at 830? Oh, God. Who starts the show? At, wait, no, check this okay, out. All right. I recorded it. And you know, football goes long. And so it's like, I got to watch oh. Oprah on 60 Minutes for yeah. 20 minutes. Everyone was complaining about And then it. I watched, wait, but wait. And then I watched 40 minutes of, of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Of and then which, it cut off. 
I thought it was really dope, and then it got cut off. Yeah. It's not, it, it, it wasn't the airing. I spent like five minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back trying to trying to find like some sort of on demand or when they were going to re air. Like, I, I'm sorry. That was a huge mistake, too. Huge. I'm not the only person who DVR'd it. Yep. So there's a shit ton of people who didn't get to see the last 20 minutes of the yep. first episode. Yep. And now, I mean, obviously, there's no way in hell I'm paying $20.99 for CBS. <laughs> Yes. It's actually five ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's and just an issue. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not paying six dollars to get CBS. Like, another C. Like, that's. I mean, it will go on some streaming thing somewhere or something. But like, no, nope. And listen, I, I've talked about this on many I know. shows already. Yeah, but but it is a mistake. I don't care what anybody says about oh, what they getting any money. What? No, this was a, the dumbest idea ever and really the the status of star trek as a brand is not where it used to be you can't use that as the carrot and put it on a platform that literally is barren of any other content that right. matters well and then tell people that they have to pay 5.99 which it still includes commercials what yeah For real? Oh, i didn't know that yes if you don't want the commercials that's you don't that's literally it yeah that's adding insult to injury oh. I, I will say that yeah. like <laughs> let me finish if you don't want the commercials you gotta pay 9.99 yeah i mean that's that's beyond and, absurd and, a month and, not even 9.99 for the whole season no like, no but 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 listen but but check this it gets worse <laughs> They're gonna every week. They're gonna release an episode on the streaming or on CBS All Access up until like November eighth or beginning of November. Then it's gonna go on a hiatus and come back in the early half of twenty eighteen, of like January twenty eighteen or so, or late January, something like that. Which means if you were trying to be slick and just like watch the whole thing, like like pay a, like a month or two and right. watch all day at once, you can't. They are literally forcing you to what buy at least like six months of it, or not even right. six months, four months of it. So. They CBS is gouging everyone like they fucking do with this brand and it with the license with the Star Trek license and it pisses me off. They are killing me and they are. I am. I really hope it don't happen this way. But it to me, they are self sabotaging and they're gonna kill this shit before it gets anywhere. It's so good and it's such a fucked up place that they have to put it out this way. Mm. So wait, let me say two one. Star Trek fans, I mean, I don't know about now in 2017, but we're always, like, more loyal. Like, back in the day, in the 80s, they were releasing Star Trek episodes on VHS, and there would be two episodes on the VHS, and those were, like, 1999, and people were paying $20 to own two Star Trek episodes on, on VHS. That was in the 80s. And, <laughs> right, no, I know, the but then they got released, you know, they, they were among the first shows that got released, like, DVD box sets. Those do I don't know if you remember, those were like $150. That was in the DVD days. But Chico, listen to what you're saying. (laughs) Every decade, it goes up by a thousand percent the price. Right. Well and then you and then they gouge you and the loyalty wanes. The loyalty I don't know. I'm just saying this the, the people who paid that, most of them are still alive and they're not I don't know. but they're not and, going and to it's getting Chico, good reviews. Like after, I liked what I saw. I just am not I'm not that person who But Chico, after two decades of being gouged like this and being fooled around with more than two decades by CBS slash Paramount, depending on if you're doing film or TV, to right. continuously be as a fan, be disrespected at every turn. <laughs> well, the other thing is, there's a Paramount, like, so I think in January, 
um, Spike TV is going to become the Paramount Network. And, you and think it just they... seems like they should have... This it... should have been the flagship show of the Paramount Network since Paramount she... owns Star Trek. Chico, Chico should have, could have, would have. Yeah, I know, because, I know. Because yeah. everything that I had mentioned before about how this rollout is going is only for the U.S., for Canada oh, yeah. and other places, they're right, getting it on Netflix. Netflix, like, it, it, right, it's right, right. so bizarre how they're doing yeah. this, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it's not conducive towards bringing new watchers, towards making the original people who feel burned, original fans who feel burned, making them feel good. Preach. It doesn't help. No, no. Well, shout out to Canada where you, where you can get free Star Trek and free <laughs> Oh my God! All right, well, you still gotta pay for Netflix, son. Yeah. We gotta take a break, but let me say it again: that joint is incredible, yo! Like it was dope. Oh, yo! I'm telling dope. you, it was dope. I mean, there's no damn way I'm paying for it, but you right. know, shout outs to everybody involved, top to bottom. That joint is it's amazing. Ooh, they did that. They did that. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more fanboys. Long live Michael Burnham. What up, internets? This episode of Fanbro Show is powered by Marvel's Inhumans. On the dark side of the moon exists a civilization unlike anything you've ever seen before. They're more than human, they're the Inhumans. Be sure to experience the first chapter of this astonishing new saga, early September at IMAX theaters, September 1st. Get your tickets now, theinhuman at imax.com, and watch the complete series on ABC on Fridays starting September 29th. Two brothers, one throne, the battle for their world begins on ours. Always make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on Spotify. All that good stuff. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment. You know, leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Make sure you hit us up on the Loudspeakers Network on YouTube. If you need to hear the episodes, they are there. They're right there. As well as all kind of videos from the Fan Bros Show. Chico Leo about to be dropping all kind of video action on you. Real soon. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Chico Light City. Yeah, no, we got Comic Con coming up. That's where, oh. uh, that's where it all happens. Oh. Yeah, and I think there's gonna be uh the the treacherous three will be united, uh in 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 person plus plus a lot of other uh important fan bros will be in attendance. Oh, true indeed. Yeah, big shout outs to New York Comic Con, everyone out there, everyone who's attending this year. You know, if you were wondering where the fan bros show panel was at. Well, uh, you can keep wondering, but you yeah, know, you're not the only one wondering, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we will be doing all kinds of things at New York Comic Con, but this year we really just focus on interacting with all the friends, all the fans of the show. So if you see us out there, look for us, you know, we'll be announcing some meets and greets, you know, Friday night, we're going to be at the BGN party. I'll be DJing over there. 
But during Comic-Con, you know, we'll be doing some things, you know, because we just want to interact with y'all, talk with y'all, you know, get you on some brap segments, all that good stuff. So look out for us. You know, we'll be in the house. Me, Tatiana, Chico, mm -hmm. Deadly Diva, Ty the Robot. You know, who else knows who's going to be there representing the Fan Bro Show for all nerds? Just, you know, look out. Be aware. Stay woke. And, you know, with that, <laughs> it's time for one of my favorite segments. The guac is extra. And what do we have up first tonight? Up first, we have a question from Darian, a.k.a. BB8Ball. And M oh, <laughs> I said it wrong. Can I say it the right way? <laughs> Darian, Darian, aka BB8 Ball and MJG. Well done. Congratulations. Well done. That was well done. Well done. That was well, well, done. Done. well done. The question is What was the first R rated movie you saw with your parents, and how old were you? Did anything uncomfortable or awkward happen? Who wants to go first? <laughs> mm, Chico, I know you got one for this one. So both of these were with my mom, but um, I was really, really young. I kind of can't believe she took me to this. I saw The Jerk with Steve wow. Martin in the theaters. <laughs> and apparently, I actually don't remember, I, or I very, very vaguely remember this. At some point, a blowjob gets mentioned. I remember turning and asking, what's a blowjob? And she said she'd tell me later, and she didn't. Aww. But um, there was some kind of re-release of Blazing Saddles, which oh. is also rated R, which wow. my mom took me to also. And we, um, I, I liked the farting scene so much, like I was a little kid, that she, we stayed until, like we stayed till the next performance until through the, through the farting scene the second time, which I think is dope, you know, shout outs to my mom for, uh, you know, sitting through the first, you know, quarter of the movie again just to get to the farting scene and then you know and then we left but um <laughs> yeah those were uh th those are my two two of my earliest r-rated in the theaters uh memories that's great man that's awesome and also speaking of blazing saddles uh mel brooks right that's the creator right yep, yep yeah he wrote it yeah recently he came out and said that or directed it. yeah richard i think pryor he did both yeah uh, a, yeah a, no richard pryor definitely was one of the writers mm -hmm. And he said that a movie like Blazing Saddles couldn't be made today and, you know, because of how comedy is so strict. And I just don't believe that at all. And I hate when people say that because I feel like, you know, a movie like Blazing Saddles, which is incredible and revolutionary, is something like Get Out. Like, those movies are still made. You know, it's just you have to be great. You know, it doesn't matter if it's comedy, horror, et cetera. It doesn't matter what type of film, TV, whatever. As long as it's dope, it'll work. But you know, no, I agree. And there's movies I, I agree with you that both Get Out and uh, Blazing Saddles are really dope satire. Yep. But there's movies that are way bluer and more, you know, more, you know, more profane yeah. than Blazing Saddles that get made all the time. One thing I have to say is we're now at the end of September, and there hasn't been a better movie, or at least not that I've seen better than Get Out, which came mm. out in January. What? So, like, at the beginning of the year, even, like, when I saw it with you guys, and you guys were like, this is going to be Oscars and everything, and I was like, I don't know about that. But now, I'm like, there hasn't been, I mean, we're literally uh, three quarters I, of the way through. You might need to see a few more movies, my friend. <laughs> like, like, I definitely I mean, think, I, th I de definitely think that Get Out deserves all the love, you know, but at the same time, there's been a lot of good movies this year, so. But, like what? I mean, we'll, we'll get to that a little later. But, you know, right All now right. we do have to answer this question. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Tatiana, do you have one for this? I have one. 
It involves the first Terminator movie. Oh. I the only reason why I remember it was a Terminator, not because I even remember what happened in the movie, was because all that I was burned into my corneas <laughs> was the opening slate where you have the it look I don't even know which Terminator this was, where you have the skeleton mm-hmm. of the Terminator, the T one thousand, in flames. Yep. And you have the red eyes. And when I say that scarred me for life, here I am as an adult talking about it now. Um, so I wouldn't say off, uncomfortable or awkward for anybody else, but I was sitting in the chair shook. And my mom, and it was really my sister. My sister was all like, oh, just cover your eyes, just cover your eyes. Chick, I am scarred for life now. <laughs> I've, I've never forgotten that. I was, I was just like, what the fuck is that on the screen? What did you take me to? And why are you telling me to close my eyes and cover my, you know, cl- close my eyes, uh, cover my ears, don't look, turn around. And I'm a kid. I'm a look. But no, scarred. All right. Definitely scarred. Okay. I got a couple. And some of these, like, weren't even with my parents. But speaking of Terminator, the first time I saw the first Terminator was I was at this uh, comic convention. And I'm just a little kid wandering around the halls by myself at this comic convention. And they had a screen and a Terminator in this room. So I'm like, oh, what's that? Let me go see it. I love movies. I walk into the room. It's dark as hell, little room. You know, they got the VHS playing with it on the screen. And I walk in right at the point where the metal skeleton Terminator is walking down the hall. And coming after Linda Hamilton. And hell to the night. Hell, it's my exact reaction. I turned around and walked out of there like, okay, I don't need to see this. <laughs> and was- Terminator was scary. And like, I, again, I don't even remember what I was watching, like specifically what it was. I was way too young to even understand that. And the fact that I just distinctly recall that damn silhouette and just the evil. It was the devil himself. <laughs> Jesus, no, no, Terminator was scary as fuck, okay? Okay, another one for me was the first Alien. I was at my boy's house. You know, we're sitting there chilling, watching it. That joint popped out of my man's stomach. I got up like, okay, I'm good. Walked out and never saw the rest of that for years. But the one with my parents is kind of like Chico. I was chilling with my mom one day, right? We're sitting in the house. We're watching Witches of Eastwick. And there's a scene in it when Jack Nicholson is lying on the bed and in watch share. And he's like, he says something to the effect of her, okay, I just had lunch. And always like a little pussy after lunch. And my mom was like, okay. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> stop the okay. joint. She had stopped okay. on it. I was like, okay, you go upstairs. <laughs> and so for the longest of times, I was wondering what pussy was and why was it so good after lunch? <laughs> oh, poor baby ben Ami. Oh, <laughs> man, that is a great right. question. What else do we have tonight? Next up is from Philip Winslow. They write, as happy as I am for the cast reveal for Avatar, more people, excuse me, more uh, person of color children getting a check. I have no interest in the franchise and never have. What are y'all feelings? <laughs> what are y'all feelings? Do I need to see the first to see the second or just watch the new one instead? Uh, You don't need to see either. <laughs> <laughs> you can go watch, Basically. um, what's that, Fern Gully? You can go watch <laughs> um, The Last Samurai. You can go watch Dances with Wolves. You can go watch any other movie where a white person comes into a person of color's community and is the best at it. You can go watch Iron Fist. 
honestly, <laughs> Avatar, the original, the first Avatar, is not worth it unless you're in an yep. IMAX theater anyway. Mm-hmm. That was, to me, the first, and, and you have the 3D glasses on that other shit. That was the first and only movie who that properly utilized that type of technology for watching the movie. And it actually made sense and and it and it made a vast difference in the film. Wait, yo. Watch it watch it on TV now, who cares? Wait, this is wait, you're not there's two different avatars. Are you guys talking about the blue people James Cameron one? Because I don't think that's what we're talking about is James about. Cameron. No, this is the M Night Shamalama Ding Dong. No, movie. it's not. This, this no, is the sequel it's not. for <laughs> there's, no. there's no more there's oh. no more M. Night Shyamalan. I'm saying his name right. (laughs) (laughs) There is no more of that, Chico. And the fact that you thought they would give that man, (laughs) boo that man for that shit. No, he no. keeps making movies. His last one was a hit. Yeah. Well, the last one was different. But he ain't never gonna it make was... no more Avatar. <laughs> right. No, right. All right. Okay. No, this is this is the James Cameron. But like I said, beautiful in terms of visuals, and it made sense and seen it in an Avatar. Excuse me, IMAX, 3D, all that shit. If you're not gonna look at it in that way, it doesn't matter. So don't see either. Also, shout out to James Cameron who tried to clean up his statements about um, Wonder Woman and said that. You know, in his Terminator movies, Linda Hamilton was never shown as a sex symbol. And I'm like, shit, Linda Hamilton was hot as hell on both of them joints. I don't care if she was working out. You still presented her as a strong, sexy woman. It does like It's like saying that a woman can't be strong and still be beautiful. It was like, ugh. Yeah, but you know he was really saying? He was saying that he didn't outwardly objectify or outright, outrightly objectify her. Yeah. Or anything, whatever. whatever. He need, I mean, he needs to keep his mouth shut at all times. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I can't think of a time that he's ever come out and made a made a comment or a statement where I've been like, "Oh wow, that was insightful." <laughs> Instead, you're always like, "Oh, he's a jack. He's the guy who ran up when he won like eight Oscars and was like, "Oh, I'm the king of the world." Oh, what a jack! Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. yeah. I didn't. I mean, look, I, I, I actually, I'm not a huge. I, I actually literally thought this question was about the Amazon. <laughs> Oh, so, that's why you didn't. Answer. I know, but I'm not even. I'm not a big fan of Avatar, and I I actually agree with uh, you know with the the uh, Ben's comments. Yeah. You know, I've just, just not seen it. Yeah, you're not. Um, you honestly, you're not missing anything. You can read a synopsis and get the same. I also you, didn't see the first one in the theaters. I saw it on cable, Ooh. and I didn't. Oh, ha- I didn't, didn't have a big matter. TV Ooh. at the time. Like I had like a 25 inch screen Ooh. TV. Ooh. So yeah, I mean, it was it was not you know the best you know view you know situation so yeah your your experience was already tarnished from Jump right Street. all right one more question it comes from childish childish i can't never say that word Childress, i think oh, childress yeah. childress j in almost every marvel film we've seen iron man find newer more advanced ways to suit up as iron man with a new arc reactor we've seen in Infinity War set photos, how do you think Stark will suit up in the next movie? All right. I have no idea, but I'm going to flip your question and, and ask everyone on the show, how, what was your favorite of the ways that he suited up so far? Because, you know, I don't know how he's going to do it. He did, He's done it so many different yeah. ways in the comic. Who knows? But what's been your favorite so far from the movies? Was it the most recent? Well, uh, maybe that was Iron Man 3, where, like, he was... He threw it into no. He called it. And he it threw it into the air, and it basically it formed on his body as he was falling through the sky. Yep, he definitely did if that. I'm one. Not mistaken. Yeah, that yeah. was in the third one. They and then he's jumping okay. from suit to suit to suit at one point. Yep. That so even though I didn't, I didn't like Iron Man three, I liked how he got in the suit in that. Best one. Iron Man ever. All right, um, uh, no. Chico. 
I mean, I look, I like, you know, I, I famously, I walked out of Age of Ultron in the theaters. I mean, I like the Hulk poster <laughs> like armor. I tend to, I mean, I like the classic. I mean, I'm fine with the original armor. I mean, famously. I also am much more cynical. Like, my answer to this question is, you know, whatever they think will sell the most toys. Oh, my I God. Mean, like, there is not even the slightest doubt that, like, they don't when even they do create toys the like new that. armor, that they're, like, meeting with Hasbro or whoever, and they're, like, you know, literally... It's about oh. selling toys. They're gonna and sell stuff the toys like no matter what, man. Hot Toys mates a two hundred fifty. They got an eight hundred dollar Hulkbuster Iron Man suit coming out this year that was already right. featured like what three years ago now. So come on, bro. They're gonna make the no. Market. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. And I get it. It's big, it's a big market. There's a really dope like ninety dollar Captain America sa- samurai <laughs> action figure coming out that I actually was like, holy shit, that's dope. <laughs> You're all over. But it. um, I think you know, I mean, it's it's part of the thing. I mean, it's it is true. I mean, they upgrade his armor and do new things with the armor. Which one is I your mean, favorite? I said, I said, uh, you know the I. Uh, Aesthetically, the original because I'm I'm an old fogey, but I, I you know I like the Hulkbuster. I thought it was cool seeing that. Okay, all right. My favorite was either I mean the Hulkbuster. Damn that, because that was ill too. When he kept calling the pieces for the Hulkbuster, that was really yeah. Sick. That was super sick. But I always loved the Avengers, the first Avengers, when he's talking to Loki and he's telling um the AI to hurry it up. And then Loki knocks him out the window, and the shit comes flying up and knocks Loki out the way, and then goes and catches and saves him. And then him. catches, yeah, Ooh, yeah. That, that was so ill. But then also the suitcase armor in Iron Man 2, and that I hate that whole movie pretty much. Well, yeah. I, I don't say hate it, because that's it's pretty entertaining. But the suitcase armor is like, that was some sick shit. So... I have no idea how he's going to do the new one. I'm sure it's going to get blown up because, you know, the Infinity War. I can't wait to see the joint, but I got no clue. So, you know, great question, but nah, don't know how to answer you. As always, if you do have a question for us of any nature, please hit us. Contact at fanbros.com or you can hit us on the Twitter at fanbros show or the Instagram at fanbros show. And with that, we're going to take another break and we'll be right back to wrap up the set. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Welcome back, fam bros. I know you've been enjoying this episode, but thank you all for listening. As always, you know, we love all the listeners out there. Like Chico said earlier, next week we'll be in New York Comic Con. I'll be back from my trip out here, you know, in these Hollywood Hills. You know, the- Oh, you so you coming back to visit the lowly peasants. Oh, I mean I didn't say all that. You know, I just said <laughs> I was coming back to see the, you know, my peoples, you know. You know, I got to see Chico. You know, you know, I got to see you. You know, it's all love right here, you know. And I can't wait to see everybody at Comic-Con. Oh, I mean, I might have to do a little stun. You know, just a little pop my collar once or twice. Why do I feel like you're going to be like Dave Chappelle, Rick James, just coming in and just slapping people? (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, oh, guess what I'm doing? Ha, slap. Like, just, just straight <laughs> ignorance. I mean, I might mush one or two people, you know. I do reserve <laughs> the right to mush. You know, that's all I'm saying. Don't get too close. Don't get too close wow. to me. You're too close to me. You're too close, man. You're too close. You're too close. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, check us out in New York Comic Con. Just don't get too close. You know, that's all I'm saying. Wow. You know, for Hollywood real. Hollywood Hameen, for sure. Hollywood Hameen, Beverly Trillbilly. All right, but with that, it's time for one of my favorite segments. Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in tech news, we have some updates to Instagram. No, they're not going back to chronological order. Please stop asking me that. Unfortunately, they have added more stuff that you don't care about, but... There's two things that they've added that actually make a difference. So they've added some more comment controls. You can now specifically, a regular user can now control who is able to comment on your photos. You can actually tell it whether or not you want people that follow you to comment, whether you only want it to be friends, only people you mutually follow, things like that, before you had absolutely no control who could uh, leave comments on your pictures and things like that. So that actually is very helpful for people who deal with trolls, and things of that nature. In addition, they have introduced anonymous reporting for live video. So what that means is lots of times you've seen it in the past where there's a lot of news about people committing these kind of horrible acts or doing performing self-harm on themselves and live, uh, live streaming it, basically. Well, now what they're gonna do is if you're watching a video and you see some stuff going down that, that looks like someone's having a difficult time or they need support, you can actually anonymously report what's happening in real time. That person will then see a message that offers them help with options to talk to a helpline. It gives them an option to reach out to a friend or other ways that they can potentially get support. So that's actually good on IG for making that happen. And I hope from a mental health perspective that that it definitely makes a difference for people who are going through things and think that IG live streaming it is the way to go. Also, it's a reminder, this Friday, September 29th, the SNES Super Nintendo Mini is dropping. If you got your pre-order, you should be good. If you did not, get ready to rumble because it's going to be a fight. Um, I suggest that, uh, well, for, for one, if you want to get one, you can pretty much go almost anywhere, pick one up, they say. You can go to Walmart, Target, hopefully Amazon, and obviously you can get it online. But if you're going to go get it in person, you're gonna wanna camp out for this. I wasn't checking for it until I saw that it was coming out with an unreleased Star Fox game. And, I, <laughs> and now I'm actually going to go overnight to my local Walmart and pick one up. Nice. I just read an article with the creator of that Star Fox game and he was actually really excited that people were finally gonna get to be able to play this joint. He didn't even know that that Nintendo was doing it. Wow. He was like, "Oh yeah, I put my game in. Oh shit, great. Nice. Yeah, it's I'm a, I'm I'm a huge Star Fox fan. I've never I've never played a lot of SNES games ever. So never played any of the Star Fox any SNES game. But when I saw the one that never even came to U- the US is coming out, shit, I'll get it. Nice. I also uh, want to give a shout out to this joint Cuphead. It's this new game on Xbox. Yes. Yeah, I, yes. I already yes. pre-ordered yes. that joint. It drops this Friday, uh, September 29th, and I can't wait to get it. I already got the digital copy. It's a like classic run and gun action shoot 'em up, but it has 
straight up and down animation from like the 1930s cartoons. Like it is so ill to see. It's very ill. So ill. And I can't wait to play this. Chico, you should- It's called Cuphead? Yeah, Chico. Yeah, it's called Cuphead. You gotta check this joint out. It's only 20 bucks. It's on Xbox. You can download it and you know, it'll be available this Friday and it's so ill looking like, this is something like I can't believe, you know, because I've never seen something like this in terms of video games. And this is crazy. So can't wait to rock it. And there'll be more on that. You know, you can catch us on Twitch, twitch.com slash show. You know, I'll probably be rocking this game as soon as it comes out. So look for me on there this weekend. Wait, I just want to add, since we're talking about video games, I did get Uncharted Lost Legacy, nice. which is the first Uncharted that doesn't feature um, Nate yep. and is uh, actually stars two women. Um, one, uh, basically two women of color. One is half Indian, half British, and the other is a black woman. Of course, you don't get to play the black woman. You only get to play the uh, half half white, half Indian woman. Of course. But um, it's definitely my second favorite. I thought it was way better than Uncharted wow. 4. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've, I've literally only bought two games for the PS4, and it was Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. If you're an Uncharted fan, I mean, they don't break new ground. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's stunning visually and it's amazing. It's definitely more of the same, but it's just much better. And the only the only one of the original four that's better than this one was two. Um, wow. But in that's I mean, if, if you were a fan of, of, of Uncharted, you haven't played it, like, I highly recommend it. Um, I thought it was really dope. It was definitely, I got my money's worth. I mean, I played it in two days, but... It was well worth, you know, 40 bucks for like two days, two and a half days. Um, you know, they. I think I read that they said, oh, you can finish it in five or six hours. I mean, I definitely, I didn't die that much, but it took me a lot longer than five or six hours. But it's dope. I highly, highly recommend it. And I, I've never played the Lara Croft game, so I don't know how much of Uncharted is a ripoff of Lara Croft, but shout outs to them for giving a female protagonist and, you know, women of color at that. Nice. All right, well, that's it for tech news, I guess. Yes, sir. Okay, that means it's time for some comic psychop. Yeah, and this week in comic psychop, the big Marvel legacy number one kicks off. And this is basically, you know, setting the stage for everything that's coming from Marvel after the big Secret Empire crossover. Uh, shout out to Rodimus Prime, who actually said that's one of his favorite crossovers of, like ever from Marvel. And like, I, you know, teach their own. I, I, I didn't feel the same way, but the Marvel legacy kicks off the new age of Marvel. It's supposed to be bright, big, you know, boom, bastic, everything going back to how the fans love it. Um, the Fantastic Four are coming back. Wolverine is back alive. Uh, Wolverine bank. Yeah, Wolverine bank. I'm uh overall, I was unimpressed. Um, it you know I don't know. It's like it's just yeah, it's kind of that whole like oh let's go back to the well you know that Marvel does instead of like actually letting their new things live. Like I think uh, Sam Wilson is going back to be the Falcon, Captain America. Steve Rogers is actually going across America like in disguise because. You know, after Secret Empire, he's pretty much hated by everyone. So it's like, it's got some interesting things. The one really, I mean, just absolutely ill shit that I got to mention is that Black Panther is now the head of a space empire. Like, I don't know where he has this planet burning T'Challa, which is now the 
seat of the intergalactic, you know, Wakandan Empire. Wow. Yeah. And, and, wow. and the funniest thing is the, the most the mode that the most technologically advanced country would be the first to like have an actual, you know, from Earth, we, you know, would have like an empire or, right. you know, something out in space. Yep. It's actually logical. Right. Yeah. And what that that's what's so funny about it. It's like out of all these big changes that were announced in this book, it's like that one. Most people were like, yeah, sounds about right. You know, it's just like, that's cool. Should, you know, it's. Yeah, logical. Because it's not outlandish. Mm-mm, no, it's definitely, and it's ill. So I'm hype about that. You know, the Black Panther series will still be read by Tanasi Coates. The 18th issue dropped today. So that's like three trades worth now. So, you know, it's doing solid, and my man is still doing it. So pick that up as well. Also, the new issue of Saga came out, and this is like a solo issue featuring mainly on the Will, the bounty hunter who has been in the series since the beginning. And it's an ill issue as always, man. You know, if you're not reading Saga, it's just, you know, I don't know what you're doing. You're just missing out because it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, One of my new favorite books dropped today, Black Monday Murders, the seventh issue dropped today. I only read it in trade, and the second trade is dropping in December, so I'm waiting on that. I haven't read the latest issue, but I might have to read it because I'm fiending so hard. Chico, you have got to check this book out. It's a book about... What if the financial systems around the world were run by groups of devil worshippers? Oh, that's dope. And the yeah. devil is an actual, you know, living thing. That he, we haven't seen him or her yet, but they have definitely visited him. There's a lot of supernatural stuff in it. It's a very ill book. It's written by Jonathan Hitman. And it features... Oh, yeah, so yeah. he's your boy. Oh, you know it. You already know it. And he's killing it on this. And it features a black protagonist, this uh, detective named Dumas, who's, like, you know, investigating the black Monday murders, basically, and everything that goes along in it. And it's ill as hell. It's one of my favorite new books. Definitely go pick up that trade. And the new trade drops in December, so check that out as well. And that's it for Comics I Cop this week. Kind of a light week. But, oh, yeah, I do want to give a big shout-out to the mayor of Comics I Cop, L.E.L., who recommended this book, Destroyer, which is basically Black Lives Matter meets Frankenstein. It features a, yeah, a black Frankenstein who's been, well, Frankenstein monster who's been put together from the bodies of, you know, young black people, so. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. As in the young, like, black people or men that were gunned down i think so i haven't got to read it yet so you know the, i think the last issue of the series came out today so the trade will be out soon so i'm gonna check it out but i haven't actually got to read the series yet so i'm not sure exactly what it is but that's like the tagline is black lives matter Jeez. meets frankenstein so definitely check that out Ugh. lel the ma- the mayor of comet psychop says that it's ill and i always love his recommendations he's always on point so definitely check that out and that's it for Comics I Cop. But as always, use that hashtag, Comics I Copped. And then, you know, let me know. Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Ben, I mean, at Fanbros Show. Let us know what you're reading out there, you know, what you're checking out. Because I love to see what y'all reading. I always love to hear your opinions. If you thought Secret Empire was dope, please let me know why. You know, just keep it civil, though. Because, you know, people be getting mad, heated over comics on in- <laughs> on these internet sometimes it's the internet ben i mean you're supposed to be wilding out I, where, where are you I, I don't know this is the way it works Just keep it cool man keep it cool for real wait wait okay now wait what coming to america sequel 
Well, yeah, that's been happening, but it's the it's moving forward. So Kenya Barris, who's the creator of Blackish, and Jonathan Levine, who uh, he's done Snatch the night before, and he they they're going to well, Jonathan's going to direct the script that's going to be written by Kenya to rewrite the screenplay um, about Coming to America. Wow. So they're going to like redo, it's not a sequel, it's a remake? Uh, it's It looks like a remake. Oh, that's like kind of, yeah. Well, it, it says sequel though. It does it say, does say sequel, sequel. but It says sequel several times. Right. Yeah. It doesn't but, say if Eddie is yet involved to star, but he is involved in it. I said but so many times because it's it was released in 1988. So technically, no matter what you call it, it's going to be a remake. There are two generations of children that may have never even seen that movie or know what that is. I mean, that's a classic, though. That's, yeah, I mean, you really? Can't are there a lot of people who haven't it. seen that? You can't. It doesn't even matter if they've seen it or not. You cannot remake Coming to America. You well, no, you can't remake it. Like you can't remake that type of magic. You can't no. remake that type of story, and particularly with those particular actors. It'll be in trash. It anyway, so. That's all there is to it. There, there's no way to yeah. equal. It. So you got. Yeah, I, I have to say, I agree. At I the don't best, see this. you got to do a sequel, and you got to have everybody involved. You know who's right. still around. But I'm, by virtue of the story itself, what are you? What's the sequel about? Eddie, like, kid, what would the sequel be about him when when he goes back yes, to his country? Eddie yeah. goes back. Yes, yes. I mean, if he went back with but his bride, what, and then, then it's what? coming back to America, right? That's what I'm like. But then coming so back what, to America back to with the country. kids. Okay, so it'd be stuff happening with the kids, and now it's a family movie. Of course, I mean, Eddie, yeah. Eddie Murphy's okay. like what you know. Uh, I don't know. Eddie Murphy got kids. So, you know, <laughs> Eddie Murphy in the movie should have kids. You know? I got kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, like, I get it. yeah, come on. But I mean, I, if, I mean, with the people behind it, I can't, I have to say I'm interested, you know? Uh, yeah. I hope it's not that simple because it sounds whack if it's that simple. But Kenya Barris is a beast. Yes. Love Blackish. Blackish is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel good about it. I just hope it's not just that plain like we were mentioning. Remember, we were so proud of Liam Neeson for retiring from action movies. He said he can't do that shit no more. He's too old for that shit. Well, he has unretired, and it's because of the money. He has mentioned that when he said it, he actually, someone asked him on the carpet, on the red, some red carpet, they were asking him, what are you going to still do this? Like, are you going to be doing Tekken 19 or whatever? And he was just like, Look at me, like you know, I'm I'm old man. You know, they th- even though they're throwing serious money at me to do it, the v- audience is eventually gonna ca- say, "Come on, you're too old for this." Well, at another red carpet, like the other day, he said, uh, when someone asked him, "Oh, what happened about your retirement?" This ninja Liam Neeson says, "It's not true. Look at me. I'm gonna be doing action movies until they burn me in the ground. I am unretired." <laughs> I mean, if we can get that a Tekken even, four, that has that like, wasn't even the first time he he said he was that. I, I feel like he said before that he was retiring from action movies. Really? Even, that was more than once he said that. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I, yeah, maybe after the first Taken, like I, I, he said, like he was retiring, like Jackie Chan retiring, or no, that or he wasn't going to do retiring. action movies anymore. It was that kind of thing, and so I just yeah. I don't believe any of these people. I mean, how all these people say they're retiring and then they, you know. I didn't believe him when he his his first comment was about the money. When he mentioned that, oh, they're throwing a lot of money at me. You got to pay your mortgage, buddy. So, 
there's and he's a Hollywood star. Yeah, he's not he's not leaving that alone. So get ready for Taken twenty eight. Yeah, coming <laughs> in twenty thirty five. I just need Taken four so we can get Taken. You know, like Taken. You know, in the title, like just put the four in the title and have it look like Tekken. Like that's all I'm asking for. Dun dun dun. Yeah, pretty much. What is not so much of a failure is Alex Darlin's new film, uh, Annihilation. Yeah. Yes. You know, the director and writer of Ed's Machina has his new flick coming out, and it looks ill as hell. It features... What is that? It's a... What's Annihilation about? I mean, you know, it's one of those things that they're keeping on the low, but it's basically about Natalie Portman and her team of crack scientists are you know who are all women right all women i hate that term crack i love it you don't love like they're they're so annoying they find themselves like in a world or a dimension or a portal or some shit where like the rules of nature don't apply yep and they so they landed on avatar planet yes and natalie is you know they find some strange creature that caused this and also to rescue her husband who is being played by oscar isaac so you know we got natalie portman oscar isaac tessa thompson Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez, yes. The shadow monster from the Upside Down, what else? You know, maybe the shadow monster from Lost. You know, we'll see how it goes. And a smoke, smog monster, whatever. I mean, was, yeah. you know, Garland after Ed Machina, I really don't care because that it was one of my favorite films in a long time, and it was original. It was an ill ass idea, and you know, he yeah. took the concept all the way through it throughout the movie. So. And before the Ex Machina, I agree. And but before Ex Machina, he wrote um, the script for Twenty Eight Days Later mm. and for Sunshine, which I think is a wildly underrated um, sci-fi movie that actually has Michelle Yeoh in it. So it sort of oh, presages, oh, ooh, really? oh, you know. I've never heard of that. Oh, and it's also got Chris Evans, a very young Chris Evans wow. is in it. Um, yeah, it's got okay. a really good cast. Yes. The captain is this dope Japanese guy um, who's been in a lot of movies whose name escapes me. But it's definitely, um, it's a really, really good sci-fi movie where basically the sun is going out and they have to jumpstart the sun on like a suicide mission. Holy shit, seriously? Yeah, it's really dope. Oh wait, I've heard of and that. And Danny I've Boyle directed it. it. Like, the, like he, uh, it's, 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 you know, and, and anyway, Alex Garland wrote that. Yeah. And it was off of the, writing those that he that they let him direct. It's like they got to drop like a nuclear bomb or something. Right. They have to jumpstart the sun with like a nuclear. They have to shoot like a nuclear, the, a giant nuclear thing into the sun. Okay, um, that shit sounds lit. It's really, really dope. Um, it also has a, yeah, no, it's it's got a really good cast. Um, but yeah, so I, the one picture I've seen from Annihilation is like, Natalie Portman looking into like with her head half in like a, an alligator's mouth, like yep. looking. I don't know if it's dead or you know whatever. Um, I I actually did trailer drop. I haven't seen the trailer. You guys saw the trailer? No, I haven't got the peep it. But that was actually Gina holding the alligator's head right. up. I'm actually probably gonna try and avoid the trailer and everything as much as possible because I just want to go into this not knowing anything and just peep it because you know that's the type of thing. But, you know, as far as people who are concerned or interested in a new Blade Runner, if you want to, there's three little short films that they've released, you know, leading up to it. And the latest one just dropped, and it's an anime directed by Tatiana, don't let me butcher this, you know, the God. Shinjiro Watanabe. Thank you, because I did not there want to go. butcher the God. That's God's the creator name. of Cowboy Bebop. Thank you. And Samurai Champloo. The God. The God. Right, that's right. The God himself. I've been actually peeping Cowboy Bebop lately. I'm loving it. But I watched this, Good. yeah, I watched this anime, and it is like, 
It just makes you wish my man's was doing more work because it's a fire ass movie. It takes place in 2022. So it takes place after the first Blade Runner, but before the new one's about to drop. And speaking of the new one, the reviews and the early word from it are like, yo, this joint's yo. fire. Well, remember, we was mentioning it had, it already was projected to make $40 million. I know. It doesn't and, come and out that, for another week. And that was before people were even talking about <laughs> that like was, that. Right, and that was two weeks ago. Yeah. So how much is it making now? I, I don't know, but bitch, I don't I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I am going to see the new Blade Runner. The, the main thing that, that has me freaked out is Jared Leto, but even then, everyone's saying he's fine. But Jared Leto's a good actor. It's, it's just I don't know. I find him annoying. I thought, yeah, I don't know. I well, But what, everyone has said he's dope. Um, not Every role is it works for him, no. but he's not a bad actor. No, not the, at all. The, uh, there was another. Sh- I saw the short with Dave Bautista. Did you yeah, yeah I didn't get to see that, but I heard Dave kills it. Yeah, really? Yes, like really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Dave is a good ass actor. Like that's been proven now. Like you know, after two films, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, he's killed in a both. I mean, I wouldn't add ass to the end of it. Good, maybe good ass. <laughs> that, that might be pushing it. You need a little bit more time in that category. Okay, but. okay, I'll give you that. Give you I mean, that. I would he's say, decent. I mean, he has the he's timing decent. down in all the comical stuff in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he does have a, a weathered, you know, interesting face. And you know? comedy and so, is always harder to do than drama, right? So if you can do comedy well, you could probably do drama. So. I'm going to say good-ass actor. I said what I said. The hurdle is always bigger for me as a wrestling fan because I just keep thinking back to I the know. intro. Like, I, I just... I just <laughs> it's, I, I will give him his props, but I'm not going to say good-ass, but okay. All right. Well, big props and shout-outs to Michael Green, you know, the screenwriter of Blade Runner 2049. I also, you know, happen to work with the dude and stuff. But, you know, um, he's... Uh, you know, humble brag. A little bit brush my shoulders off. Um, you know, also, I'm loving this. This is just straight hilarious that Disney refused to let ABC cancel Agents of Shield. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is so good. Because, I mean, I'm really happy about that. It's hilarious that they did it because they need it for the promotional tie-ins and everything. But Agents of Shield really turned into one of the best shows on TV. And the new season drops later on this year, and I cannot wait for it. So I'm happy that they let this joint breathe long enough that it did manage to do that. So, and people, by the way, I'm almost caught up. Like I actually have spent this hiatus between the fourth and this upcoming last, I guess, fifth season watching all of it. So I've actually, I think since the last time I've seen you, Ben, I think I've actually seen quite literally, um, you know, three and a half seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. Um, and I'm almost, I've got about half season to go and I'm going to, I'm definitely going to finish it before, uh, you know, before, before the new season drops. But yeah, it's, it was just a slog in the beginning. I had watched the pilot, maybe even the, the second episode too. And I just was like, oh, this is really whack. I mean, it took a little while for it to get its shit together. But once everything, I mean, it got, it did get really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And also in some other news, Louis Tan, you know, friend of the show, you know, the legend, the man himself is joining a new mm-hmm. season of Into the Badlands, which is fire already. And, you know. This man does his own stunts. He is ripped. He's gorgeous. He can act. It's amazing. It's a party. He's going to be playing Gaius Chow, who is the little brother of Baron Chow. 
Mm. So if you guys have been watching the show and you know the characters, I think that that would be great for you. No, it's definitely amazing. Make sure you check it out when it comes back. And, you know, big shouts to Lewis Tan for making that power move. And speaking of power mm-hmm. moves, I think it's time for, you know, a returning segment that we haven't had in a while. Chico's Pick of the Week. Chico's. So because I've been uh, spent so much time getting caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I got sucked down the uh, rabbit hole of Ken Burns' Vietnam, which has been like two hours a night every night, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out something I saw like two weeks ago. My pick is going to be... Uh, what happened to Monday, which is a, a mm. really dope sci-fi movie that's on Netflix. Yep. That stars uh, Numi Rapace, who was the original girl with the dragon tattoo, and the original girl who kicked the hornet's nest, and the original girl who played with fire, um, as well as many other things. She was in, um, you know, the 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 first Alien sequel that Ridley Scott did a, a little while ago, the one with the. What was it? The not not the most recent one, but the one before that with the with the big white people. Uh, it's it's so she plays seven sisters and they're all twin. Yeah, they're septuplets, and she plays all of them. And it's sort of orphan black meets children of men, except it's the opposite of children of men. In children of men, there's no there's no no nobody's fertile anymore. In this, they're forcing people to only have one child. So all the seven siblings are named Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they can each go out one day. They're all playing the same person, um, you know, but but one of them goes out, you know, and so she goes to her job and it's on, you know, it's on Monday is Monday is pretending to be her name is like Karen Bettman or something like that. So, on Mon- you know, on Monday, Monday is Karen Bettman on Tuesday. Tuesday is Karen Batman, you know, so each of them has to come back home and tell everyone that her sisters exactly what happened. And if they get caught, six of them are going to get put into cryogenic sleep until the population explosion is figured out. And one day, basically one Monday, Monday doesn't come back mm-hmm. from work and nobody know They don't wow. know what's up. So then Tuesday has to go into work and then Tuesday doesn't come back. And so then the others are, and, and it's ill. It's actually really, it's, it's, it's grimy, it's dope, it's set in like that kind of very crowded, dystopic, you know, at one point she buys rat meat from a street vendor, <laughs> um, and it's it's really dope, and she's good, I mean, it's not, I just want to say, I mean, it's obviously because it's just a two hour movie, I mean, it doesn't get as dope as Orphan Black, but she does a good enough job, you know, of sort of you can differentiate the different ones. You might not remember, oh, that one's Monday, that one's Tuesday. But, you know, oh, yeah, that one's the science tech geek. That one's the workout one who can do karate. That one's, you know, like that kind of thing. And um, it was surprisingly good. Um, I mean, it's been up on Netflix for three or four weeks. But if you haven't gotten a, ch- a chance to check it out, it's definitely worth it. What happened to Monday a legitimately dope like sci-fi action and it was actually released in the theaters in europe so it feels some of these um netflix movies feel even more cinematic than you would think from like it's not a made for tv movie like it's a real movie no it definitely is i already peeped it myself i peeped it a few weeks ago as well and it's definitely good i thought you know like you said it's no orphan black but for a two-hour joint it's really ill. The concept is really ill. And it goes way darker 
than I expected right. it to. That, so. That's the thing. You don't expect it to be as grimy as it oh, is. Oh, and it is grimy. And it's got Willem Dafoe and Glenn Close. And I just want to shout out, if anyone hasn't seen The Girl with All the Gifts, Glenn Close was in that too. That was one of my favorite movies of last year. And um, Glenn Close seems to have, like, have has, like, the second career where she's showing up in really dope, like, under under underrated, like, sci-fi movies. Nice. As a villain. <laughs> well thank you for that chico good to have you back with your pick of the week definitely check out what happened to monday it's an ill flick i also give her my recommendation and um you know we hate to end on a sad note but really this isn't a sad note because the man lived a long and glorious life you know and put his mark on the world but we have to report that hugh hefner has passed away <sighs> you know yeah, but I mean, you know, like you say, you got to celebrate that. You can't, I mean, you can't be like, oh man, you know, because Hugh Hefner lived. He was 91. He was 91. He, you know, he lived a he long lived. life. He did his thing. I mean, his mark on the world will never be forgotten for good or for bad. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, because we do view people as whole people. Yes. For all sides of that. Mm-hmm. So. Word up. But big shout outs to his family, you know, blessings and strength and love to all y'all. And, you know, you know, I, I know everybody out there, you know, at some point in time appreciated a Playboy. Ugh. They used to have really good articles. 